Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Kesey. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. I'm so happy you're here for another episode of the Life Creation Podcast. And today I have the honor to share a conversation with Sandy Kaufman. And Sandy is a certified life coach and helps women who are single to understand why they can't find the love they're yearning for and how they can change this. So definitely anybody can relate to this um, because I think we've all been in this situation. And Sandy, like many of us, experienced love affairs that did not go well. She was accumulating experiences with men who didn't want to commit and were cheating on her. She tried to change her behavior. She tried several methods, including psychotherapy, reading a lot, lot of self-help books, but she still kept repeating the same patterns until one day she found the approach that transformed her love life. And in our conversation, she shares her method and tools and tips how to let love into our life again and to gain more emotional serenity, whatever the external circumstances may be. The healing method she uses consists of the strong belief that healing goes through the physical body first. And I love that. And many of you know that that also is my approach, especially with you know, EFT and also in terms of my education I'm doing right now with somatic experiencing. And of course, in yoga, we see that as well. Sandy and I talk about self-love and Sandy shares what she understands under this very popular idea. We also talk about patterns, programming, past wounding, and how we can change these to stop repeating what makes us suffer. And before we hop over to the interview, I do have to say that I have construction outside of my <laughs> window. And if you hear some funky background noise, it's that. But I wish you lots of fun and lots of inspiration listening into the conversation. Thank you for being here. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, Andrea. And you? I'm good, too. Thank you. I'm really excited to have you on the Life Creation Podcast. So thank you so much for taking your time. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> so I have three questions for you right at the beginning, which is kind of fun questions that I ask my guests. And I just switched them around a little bit. So they're new questions and um, you can just answer completely out of the belly, <laughs> out of the okay. belly and out of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you could have a superpower, what would it be? I would say right now to travel wherever you want with just a finger like this. <laughs> Beautiful. What is always in your fridge? Apple. Yes. Nice. Do you have a favorite apple? Um, I like the brown brun. brun. Oh. A bit, um, you know, acid. I like acid. Yes. A little sour. Yeah. Cool. Which book is currently on your bedside table? The Power of Vulnerability. It's a French book for from Camille Sves. Very nice. And I, I love because I'm asking my guests now what books they have on their night, nightstand. And we're going to have a beautiful library of amazing books in a few months. So. <laughs> so our topic today is love and love finding us or we finding love and um, I would actually like to start with self-love and I know that's a big topic for you and in your work and just to get us kind of set up on that way what is self-love for you like what does it mean for you and um, why is it so important? Um, it's a very good question because actually I was asking myself that for a long time um, because it's quite a fashion word you know you have to exactly. love yourself and uh, sometimes you don't know if you have to take a bath and sometimes uh, you 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 think okay I should uh, have boundaries and um, for me the summary of that is um, it's actually a healing process towards the relationship with you and this relationship could be only with yourself or among others. Because I think you have different stage of self-love. You can have a pretty good relationship with yourself. And this, I like to say it's a process because it's not always the same level. Sometimes it goes down, sometimes it goes up. So it needs care. And then the second stage is how can you be you and, and be there for you also among others. And this stage, I think you have to start by yourself, with yourself. And then when you feel ready, you can um, increase that by feeling and being yourself among with others. And here, I think our body shows also um, the way um, or what we can do to fill our cup of uh, self-love. And how do we, or maybe how do you feel it, or how do you see it with your clients? How do we feel that in our body? Um, so it's not feeling about the body, but let's say your body mm -hmm. is the materialization of all your thoughts and all your behaviors. So how your body look like is a very good indicator where is the lack. Interesting, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I also see it for me. I, um, I, I try to be very aware how my body evolves because I see then where I miss a bit of a good relationship with myself and then I go I go backward because I think we have always good 
routines or way to have a relationship to ourselves. But it doesn't mean that we need that at that moment. Sometimes we need something else. And here our body can teach us what is uh, that we have to do. Yeah, and I think it's also because it also changes, you know, over, you know, it can be different every day and like, especially over years, right? Like it's it's not going to be the same. So it's a constant exploration in a way. Yes, exactly. And staying open. <laughs> yes. But it's, um, it's a bit like a conversation with yourself. Your body tell you ins all the time. And if you listen to them, it can guide you even more that, our head is thinking yeah i think it's such a it's such a fascinating approach and i know we're going to go a little bit deeper into that but it's also i mean of course for me you know with with yoga and also eft and i just started my somatic experience certification which of course is also so connected right and it's so wonderful what we can actually learn from our body mm -hmm. it's up to us to then see it and hear it and listen to it Yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, this knowledge is um, free from any interpretation of our head. So it's like a raw information we can access to, and that could be really an inner guidance for us. And can you talk to us a little bit about patterns? And I think our body can probably also teach us about these patterns, but I'm sure you're going to tell us about that as well as, as programming and, you know, patterns and programming. And they already say it, that that's not just one time, right? They keep repeating themselves and the dynamic of that and why that is. Yes, um, so this is absolutely my favorite topic. Um, thanks for asking that. Um, <laughs> because I was myself, I was repeating the same pattern a lot of time. And I, I realized um, actually that only being conscious of what I was repeating, so with my head, was not enough. I was conscious about that. I... In love, I was always having the pattern of a guy going to the, another woman. And then it was working with the other woman. That was the, the worst. And, uh, <laughs> and I was really trying with my mind to solve that and to understand, okay, what was maybe the behavior I could change on my side? Or did I make the wrong choice? Um, Should I be a bit more strong? Uh, should I be more easygoing? Um, uh, should I choose differently my partner? So I, I really tried to solve everything with my head and I was still repeating the same pattern. And for me, it was pretty obvious from where it could come from. Mm -hmm. So my, my parents, they get divorced. I was three and a half and it was quite violent. So. I was not having, let's say, a very positive image of couples and being happy and, and, and whatever. So I knew there is a relationship to that. But to what extent and how, um, it was not so obvious. And um, for me, everything became clear when I discovered the method I am using now that explained me how it works. And 
I realized that I was trying to solve with my rational mind something that was saved in your lizard brain and in your body. So I was not working on the place where the trauma or the programming or the past wounding happens. Yeah. And then through your the method and how and I mean you you know there's always different <laughs> different things that you know come into our beautiful basket that we learn. Um, how did you come to the origin to know which knot needs to be kind of untangled? Um, so it was a kind of lot of trial and errors because um, I first tried to work on the most obvious pattern I was repeating. So for me, it was the betrayal pattern. This was the most obvious one. And here in the methodology I'm using, we ask questions and we go through your chains of emotion and we go back into the past to identify which event create this um, trauma. And here it doesn't have to be the conscious thing uh, you think it is. Um, so how does it work actually? So every time you had a stress reaction to something, your rational mind is switched off. Yeah. And then your lizard brain has to find a way to react to that situation. And the situation can be for a child something as, let's say, easy as, oh, okay, I take your toy and the, the child is crying. But for a child, it's a kind of trauma. Yeah. For an adult, it doesn't see it like this, but for a child, it's like this. And then the lizard brain will decide, okay, in this situation, either I fight, either I fly so I go away or I think it's the end and I freeze totally and these are the three most uh, change I'm sure you you're aware of these ones and then the lizard brain at the end of the event it will decide it will think okay in that kind of situation in love or in other situation if I react like this I survived very mm -hmm. good so I have accomplished my mission. I will save it. So the next time a similar situation happened, I don't have to think through again. I will propose the same reaction pattern. And this will be repeated. And there is some patterns that will be more repeated than others. And with the time, a part of the memory will be delegated to your body, to your organs, so you can react um, more efficiently. And with the time, you might feel that the pattern is becoming more and more and stronger and stronger, because every time the reaction of the body, it needs to have more hormones yes. secreted to react. Mm -hmm. So... If I speak about my personal um, example, the first time I had this betrayal, I was sad 
of course, I was missing my relationship and everything, but at the end, I was emotionally okay. But the more I was repeating, the more the anxiety, I didn't even started a, a relationship. I was already afraid of the betrayal. And on the body level, I could feel like a, a stone in my belly, um, anxiousness in my chest, really like um, constraining like this, because the pattern was more and more strength in my body. Yeah, and the, the, the crazy thing is, is that you know, the more the more the pattern re repeat, gets repeated, the more it gets repeated. You know what I mean? It's it that's that the vicious circle, right? Yes. Which is then so hard to get out of, mm -hmm. right? So tell us a little bit more of your. It's and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Psychocorporal approach is that? Correct? Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, tell us a little bit more how you would um, approach, you know, also work with a client or how you experience on yourself, like, you know, with maybe also like examples or whatever, how it works. Maybe you can tell us a little bit. Yes. Um, so the first thing is actually to see the result in your life mm -hmm. because this will show which patterns you have and it is important to identify all of them in order to see a, a, a change in your um, in your life so um, in my case for love i will basically ask you how do you handle all your relationships could be love past love relationship but also friendships uh, at work, it could be also in your childhood with your parents. How did you see your parents? So really, uh, um, let's say a taking stock of all your relationship experience, which could also explain which way you attach or which way you bound to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And once we see that, I also classify um, the beliefs, because I think um, not every um, patterns that we repeat have the same, um, let's say, importance. So to give you an example, the way you are uh, born has a very important uh, weight on how do you feel entitled to take your space in life but also in your relationships. And this the is actual, kind of... The actual birthing. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, or also the conception. Yes. Let's say if you are um, a woman and your parents wanted a boy, mm -hmm. this can have in love a huge impact. So you might think, okay, my partner is a man, so he's kind of superior to me because my parents wanted a boy. So interesting, huh? Yeah. So, and, and it, it then it will show you, you can see that in the analyzing the way the person then behave with uh, her partner. So it's also the perception of a person. So the same 
event could generate something to somebody and a totally different reaction to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So then you start to identify these different, I'm gonna say histories or memories or, um, and I think, or I guess some, some things we don't even know, right? Yes. So that's that. Once you, you see the results and you see the way the person attach or not, then we deep dive into the past to really find out which was the first event mm -hmm. who generate that. So I don't do it like in hypnosis where the person is unconscious because I try to see the organ trigger. Okay. So I ask about event and we go back into the past and the person is in reaction with with a body so it helps me with question to identify which was the first moment and then at that moment the person understand a bit more the way she's reacting because she was describe describe it i was crying or i said nothing or whatever and then she understand more why she's acting this way in some situation. Because sometimes on the rational mind, you want to act in a mindful way, open way, and then you don't understand, you are exploding like a volcano. And you say, but why that? <laughs> and uh, this finding this event explain you a lot on the way you see that. And and also um, the, how it impacts also other aspects of your life. If I give you an example, the, I had a, a client, she had the betrayal wound as me, but for her, it came from a totally different experience than me. So for me, it came more for uh, men are dangerous, my experience was that. And for her, she saw her mother coming back from the hospital and she has lost a baby in the belly. And for her, she was not betrayed by men. She was betrayed by life. Okay. Yeah. And this, she understood that she was not only not having hopes with love but in general yeah wow mm. and once we we find this event it gives me a bit of an idea which organs saved this pattern so then i will do the unprogramming on a massage table the person remember the event and then you see the organs reacting and it's it's often very surprising to see how one organ can be really tense and you feel you are... it you feel it on the body you feel the organ yes. on the body wow yes it's it's like um manual osteopathy yeah okay and uh, you see either the organs really making a fist like this yeah and i i the the person on the table she feels it mm -hmm. um or the organ a bit like escaping yes so making himself very little yeah and here you have to to 
um, a bit blocking him, so he's not going away. Yeah. And after a while, after the body um, feels secure, he releases these triggers in the organs, and you really feel the releasing uh, aspect. And then the next step that is important because the lizard brain is always saving patterns. Yes. So we will then suggest to this lizard brain and the body a new way to react in this situation of stress. Yeah. So this way, it will not again decide for you, you decide how you want to act. And then what does it do? Afterwards, you have your rational mind and you have your lizard brain like working together. Mm -hmm. And so you can act more on what you consciously decide and you are less triggered by your past. Beautiful. I, I, I love my, this part is for me, it's the magical. I spent a full day with my clients about that. Because after working on the, the biggest pattern, I, I have a second massage that helps to take out of the body all the emotion that you stock because it was too hard, the, the shock. If you lose somebody, if you had a, a very hard breakup, if you had a very hard birth, your body try always to save your life. And if he sees you cannot handle it, he will stock it. And is it also, let's say somebody has like chronic pain or something very repeated. Can you, because now we've talked about coming pretty much from the pattern or the programming or the memory or, or whatever had the trauma, whatever happened and see what happened see how it, the body reacts. But can we go and look at the body and not knowing why we have this pain um, and then figure out where it comes from. So the other way around. Um, in my methodology, um, no. So we cannot break the pattern like this, um, but with a other massage, we can a bit help to take it out. So um, what is stuck and then to see if the body is then healing by himself because he has, um, let's say, um, a healing power, uh, increased healing power. But this, no. And also I have people that are coming and they have also like uh, illness or chronic uh, disease or digestive problem. And they say, but will, will it change? that and my answer is it is not 100% sure because there is a point where the physical aspect has been too much damaged and then you need really to care about the physical aspect and of course healing the psychological aspect underground can help so in some case I really see a change um, how the person had the, the illness coming uh, up, but sometimes it's it's too much in the in the physical aspect, and they yeah. need special care. Yeah. And how is it? And um, do you also work with um, 
people, you, you mostly work with women, correct? Yeah, I have also men that uh, okay. come to my pink website. <laughs> well, I do have a question on that as well. But um, because like one, I'm going to say the quote unquote first step is, you know, to to meet somebody that very matches. Right. But then the next step, of course, is the relationship or, you know, the the beginning is the relationship. And of course, there's different layers, you know, after three months is the first honeymoon season is over and then after nine months another honeymoon season is over um and you know one of our teacher guru chagat i she said yoga is the or relationships are the greatest form of yoga right and i think that's such a great you know example or a comparison and so do you also um support people in relationships and you know sometimes you know there's challenging or rocky moments um or maybe there is also just times where we want to take it to the next level you know deepen intimacy on on whatever levels um and does that look a little bit different than when somebody comes to you as a single and wanting to meet somebody yes and um it is exactly you have different stages for me and also how do you how the wounding yes. pop up in these stages so the first stage you mentioned is the matching and the matching here if you feel it's not working in the matching it has only one thing to do and this is simple is because you are attracted to somebody with your lizard brain mm -hmm. and the lizard brain make you attracted by somebody who has an opposite DNA as you, first principle, but second principle, the model you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you feel you are attracted to the wrong person, doesn't mean it, the person is wrong, just mean that the model you have are not suiting you. So here, the working of the past will actually increase or change the matching and also will change the attraction to who you are attracted. A lot of people after doing the work and myself included, suddenly you feel attracted by totally other people. And sometimes it's quite surprising. As of, For me, it was like 180 wow. when I met my husband. So I knew something has changed. It was so obvious. Even my friends, they were telling, but how? And <laughs> I, I, was, I was really, it was not a rational choice. I really felt it in my heart that it was him. Um, so this is the first step. And then um, there is two other stages. So I, I call the commitment phase when you start the relationship until you decide to to live together for a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. And in this commitment phase, it's actually here very important to have your own boundaries, to show yourself your truth, your true self, and to try not to, to add a touch of uh, chocolate side, as we say in uh, German. <laughs> because <laughs> It's here mostly to see or choose and evaluate if you are compatible 
without changing the others. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit like I show you my garden, I show you I am how I am naturally without any effort. Show me your garden, show me you, you, who you are without any effort. Mm -hmm. And we see if there is a compatibility. And in this phase, you have all the wound of, I show myself, I speak my truth, I act in alignment with that. And here, what I like to do is to add a bit more of consciousness Mm -hmm. you choosing. So I always say in this process, you choose with your heart. So you need to feel attraction, you need to feel connection and whatever, but you choose also with your head. Yes. And they have to be a yes here and a yes here. Yeah. And after. This is where I really totally agree with Guru Jagat, the highest yoga. The highest yoga for me come um, once you have decided to live or to have a long period together. Mm -hmm. So like living together, going for long travel, having kids, getting married, all this thing. Because at that moment, you reach the safety Yes. You had as a child with your parent. And for me, I, I say it in other words, I say at that from that moment, the couple is a, a, a ground for personal development. Mm -hmm. Because with the time, and this is unavoidable, crisis will come. But what is a crisis is actually not two adults that have a crisis. It's two wounded child <laughs> that try to heal. <laughs> But here, the, the really, um, I think the wonderful aspect of that is what you need to do to heal for yourself yeah. helps at the same time your partner. Yeah, it's 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 amazing when you can experience that. I mean, I've just been experiencing this over the last few months, you know, that um, the vulnerability of showing my quote-unquote garden and maybe not only the beautiful flowers, <laughs> but also the, the muddy aspect of my garden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then how it's, how it's okay to show that. And then I'm like, okay. And that's where trust builds, right? Yes. yes. And, and it's such a, it's also a little bit of a roller coaster because it's, it, you know, yeah, it's like, okay, can I, should I? And then, you know, you do because, you know, you, you know, it's like you said, you know, you show who you are, right? And you want to have the same from the other person that they can show who they are, right? And then if if it's it's held and if it's okay, it's so beautiful how this safe space can be created because then you know it's okay. And the next time it's easier. Yes. The, the, the name safe uh, space, yes. it's the most important. And I always um, tell my clients, you have to, to know what you need 
to feel safe and to create safety so you can open up. Yes. Yeah. And then and then it's that ground where you say the ground for personal development, right? And then you can, you know, both both of the parties, <laughs> they, they, they have this ground, this, this fertile nourishing ground where the seeds and, and the transformations can happen and you can yeah. support each other. And then we circle back to you know what what guru chocolate said right and that's that's so beautiful right yes yes and uh, when you know what you want for safety when the other also express that this is where you have this circle that is happening and finally people can take off the mask and be truly themselves mm-hmm. and you touched on um the aspect of wounding mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? And I know you also have a little gift for the listeners. So, yeah, and I think you touched on it a little bit, but I want to like point it out a little bit more. Okay. Um, so how we create the wounding. Yes. And how it maybe shows up. Okay. Um, let's took the example of the feminine side. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it can show in very different ways. So let's say you had um, your mother, she was with uh, your father, and but you saw um, your mother um, sacrificing herself uh, for the family, uh, for the couple. She was not... Uh, taking care so much of her and uh, she was more giving than giving, giving, giving and forgetting herself. This is a model. This is the first model you saw as a woman in a relationship. So if you are a woman and you saw that and you thought at that time, oh my God, this is that to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. you can um, have two kinds of reaction in this situation. So you can register, okay, if I want to be in a relationship, I have to do the same. I have to sacrifice myself and, and, and to be in that pattern. Or you can think, my, my God, no way, I don't want. So you reject that. And then you reject not only um, of, uh, this way to interact as a, in a relationship, you also reject the feminine side of yourself. Yeah. yeah. So here you have, again, we have to look a bit more deeply to see what happened in your life. So do you have a self-rejection? How is your feminine side uh, develop uh, to identify in which way you went? And sometimes you can either reject uh, love so you don't go into a relationship and then you go into a relationship, but you repeat the same thing as your mother. So sometimes you have a mix pattern when you don't want, but you still repeat. Yes. Uh, And this is for all the wounds it goes in the same way. You try, you repeat it, or you do the contrary, and then it's changing over time. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I respond to your yeah, question. Yeah. No, 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 that's it's perfect. Um, and you do have um, kind of a webinar about that. Is that correct? Yes, I um, explain a bit more in depth how um, these uh, patterns are created, how they are safe to the body. Um, so you have a more deeper understanding. Okay, yes. perfect. And we will we will link that in the show notes so the listeners yes. can can get access to that. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. I think I think we touched on a lot of things, and I think we could go on. <laughs> um, but is there anything that you feel we miss that you think it's important to share or to touch on? Yes, um, maybe just to, to finish on the intimacy and the closeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. I would say this is something, um, I would call it the way of courage. Yeah. And you can, if you feel that you are having difficulties, in getting closer or intimate to, to people, I think one tip I could give is to already try in the current relationship you have. Mm-hmm. And I like, um, I don't know if you like the book Connect. I don't know. Um, from um, Bradford and Robin. Okay. Um, they create a course in Stanford called Interpersonal Dynamics. Okay, interesting. And, link and it, find it and link it, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful book. And uh, they say, you know, sometimes deepen, deepening the connection, go through vulnerability and intimacy. And you can try and train and observe how you react to that to tell 15% more from what you are usually usually saying in the context you are. So let's say at work, you have a colleague and you don't dare to explain, but the last time you had mobbing at work and it was hard. Maybe you don't manage to say that, but what is the 15% you could say? So you open it a bit and you give space to the other to open as well. I think this is, it's so true. And then, and then we, we learn that we can trust because we don't, we don't go all the way in, <laughs> in, into the quote unquote fire or what, what may feel like a fire, but we, we open up a little bit and test the water and that can create trust to then open up another 50% and, and so on, right? And have like good experiences. Yes, yes. And you you explain your safety. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that I was um, writing down before, and you mentioned a little, you mentioned it in one point in terms of um, attachment styles. And is are you talking about the same attachment style? Oh, there is a there is this book called Attached. And I can't think of who it is right now. And in there, um, they also describe the different attachment styles. Is it the same that you see? Or do, first of all, are you familiar with that book? <laughs> Second of all, is it is these kind of the universal attachment styles or are there different ones? And I think in there, there is the avoidant and the um, insecure. 
and then the the safe i think this is this is kind of what it is yes for me i try to understand why yes. are you avoiding what is the fear behind yeah. that yeah because at the end if you are not in a relationship you try to avoid the relationship because the unconscious price of being with somebody is much more dangerous than being single yes mm -hmm. at the end is that so it's more the why and it's more uh, for me i go more into is it the fear of rejection is it the the space is it all the Liz Bourbeau uh, wounds for example um more to understand why you are avoiding why you are feeling insecure because these are more the consequences the way you attach yeah and i need to go a bit go deeper yeah after yeah that's great well thank you so much sandy it was so good and we will link everything that people can find you and um we'll also link all the books that we've mentioned and Thank you for being here. Uh, thanks for the exchange. As always, it is very nice, Andrina. I love Sandy's deep approach and that being happy in love is an inner work. And I also love how she says, you know, to ask the why and to kind of keep digging deeper and to find the root of where the knot is. And you will find Sandy's contact details as well as all the links to her webinar on how a wound from the past is created as well as a self-love meditation in the show notes. We also linked all the books we've mentioned and I would like to read to you this part of Guru Jagat's book we were talking about, that relationships are the greatest form of yoga. So here it goes. Relationship is truly the greatest yoga. Yoga means the union of opposites or mastery of polarity. And a good relationship should be an expression of that in all of its aspects. It is also the greatest yoga because it tends to be the most confrontational yoga. It offers us the greatest and most intense possibilities for evolution and personal transformation at a rapid pace. Because relationships of any kind are microcosmic and macrocosmic simultaneously, they are one of the biggest pieces to a satisfying life. Mm -hmm.